Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. Uh, we have our next guest in the studio who's coming in to talk to us about Frame, which is the biennial of dance. We have William McBride, who is executive producer, but is also a performer, choreographer, artist, writer, and consultant working oh, in dance. Hell, too much. Too yeah, much. take a rest. <laughs> Try and fit it all in. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, William. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. So, given that you have such a lot under your belt and you're clearly a very busy person, how on earth did all this begin for you? How did you collect all these different roles along the way? How did it begin? Um, well, I guess uh, my dance journey began quite late. I, I sort of came into uh, dance via other types of performance forms. Which the, is the a very unusual, kind of isn't it? Oh, yeah. The trick... <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, yeah, the trick for me is um, uh, coming to dance quite late is, is to make dance that works for you. So I've sort of built a, a, a career of sorts by uh, creating and performing in dance pieces um, that sort of have their own idiosyncrasy and often blend forms of theatre and right. this kind of Wh- thing. Which is happening yeah. a lot now, isn't it? And, and especially with contemporary dance too. Yeah, definitely. I think it's, uh, I think across art forms, we're at this moment where uh, traditional forms are, are sort of bleeding into each other and yeah. collapsing somewhat. But, you know, that's how you, you get uh, the innovation and the experimentation. Yeah. So, you know. and, and how did you find that, um, you know, like changing from being just strictly an actor to choreographing? Um, was that an easy move for you? or um, I think for me the, the, the work that I was creating was um, – fitting into a choreographic logic so it, uh, it didn't necessarily yeah. kind of work in in, in narratives yeah. and that's or why it was easy for you to jump exactly yeah. and that's why it felt quite natural it yeah. always used the body and um mm. yeah and more I, I guess it's what i love about choreography is it's sort of something like musical composition in a way it's more about the the proportions and the contrasts and the mm. degrees of things rather than necessarily the story. Mm. Yeah. Now, tell us about this festival. We, we did chat about it last week yeah. um, and what was what's going on at um, Arts House. Um, but, you know, like, uh, refresh our um, audience uh, or people that might not have been um, listening uh, last week. What What is it? Yeah, well, uh, Frame, it's, it's an interesting journey, really. So... Um, People might know Dance Massive, which was a festival yep. that huge, yeah, a big, a big yeah. festival for contemporary dance, and it, it went for about ten years, every two years, and that was a really uh, a kind of key fe- a key showcasing moment for the art form. But uh, I guess the convergence of a few th- few things, most obviously COVID, um, led to that festival sort of uh, being cancelled. Well, well, do, you, do you think that's a smart thing, you know, with a, having such a good reputation to, you know, like, um, you know, like I'm being, 
I shouldn't probably be saying this um, no, with, with a, you're starting a new festival, but you know, like it had such a strong name. Yeah, this is. I mean, there's been heaps of uh, debate amongst the sector around the. I guess the legacy taking forward what was really strong about that, and also wanting to move. Uh, you know, wanting to expand or shift the focus of the festival. Yep. And I guess the main driver behind this work and the, um, sorry, this festival and the reconfiguration of it was a really thorough and kind of long-form patient process of sector consultation yep. with um, independent artists working in dance. And I think in, in Melbourne context and certainly in a general Australian context, most of the artists who are working are working independently and so the the companies and the organizations mm. will bring in independent artists and mm. so they're the main stakeholder they're the main yep. people and a big focus was to i guess interrogate the form that dance massive was and uh expand it and yep. open it up yep. and um, add add complexity and yep. diversity to the uh, program the the name uh, yeah. William you know what what uh, what do you think it you know like what what is it telling us well yes the name is a it's a story as well uh, I guess the the big uh, the name comes from I guess it's a, a consequence of a large um, set of inputs to the... So there's about 12 partner organisations. There was an artist curatorium of uh, 20 independent artists. And there was also a really broad sector consultation. And so on two fronts, you can imagine agreeing the name is a pretty challenging <laughs> moment. Yep. Um, and then on the second front, I think in a way when Frame uh, came up, up as an option the sort of the 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 idea that you have a lot of com uh, of different artists diverse forms uh different scaled organizations from the from the Australian ballet down to small um you know independent artists all operating together that a frame is is ah, a context in which all boom, of this boom, can be held boom, so boom. there you go i think that's the strongest um yep. associative way yep. to think okay. of a name yeah. now you're going to chat a bit about uh, what what's on the the table yeah. at uh, this wonderful um place what's it called uh temperance hall do you mean yeah. yes yeah where i work yes now yeah. who is the person that's behind temperance hall so i'm sure many of your listeners will know the choreographic artist philip adams yeah well we've interviewed him many times good, on, good, on good. here yeah. yeah he's he he almost needs no introduction no i would say he's and he's just <laughs> such a wonderful you know like his mind it yeah. just bl blows me away yeah. and some of the stuff that's been coming through like what he had for uh, midsummer was you know people running in a marathon for yes, five hours right. yes. and you know yeah. and uh, you know like, and the fact that and and that giving people an opportunity to to push the boundaries yeah i think so philip's company ballet lab has been has a, yep. a legacy of over 20 years and he's I guess really made a, um, a name for himself as a as a boundary pushing, very defiantly queer and uh, kind of provocative, and then at the same time a real rigor and experiment mm. and in the dance form. Yep. And then a really strong appetite for experimentation, mm. and so the Temperance Hall is the home of Ballet Lab, and it's a home yep. for Philip's work, but yep. it's also uh, a home for independent artists that we curate, I guess, in the spirit of um, the the sort of impact that Philip's work. And has so made. you're you're so, part of it. 
Yeah, well, I'm as the executive producer there, and I've also worked as an artist there. I've been an independent artist making work there, and I've also worked uh, with Philip on some of his projects as right. a performer. So okay. before that, so I've kind of yep. done every aspect of the organisation, right. now executive producer. So right. Yeah, and I guess we try to just keep an eye out for the misfits, the people who are kind of queering boundaries and, and, and sort of kind of restless and we, we also talk about the failed project and how important it is to give um and give people a, a platform and a total spaciousness to just shoot for their shoot yep. their shot yep. and then kind of either transcend or just sort of fall yeah. over and in a heap <laughs> all right what a wonderful description and um, now we're going to come back and talk about um what, what uh, some of the program is. But we're chatting at the moment with William McBright about the Frame Biennial of Dance and what's happening at Temperance Hall. So we'll jump straight back into that. So tell us, um, what's part of the program? Yeah, so at Temperance Hall, uh, we have three main productions. And so um, so it goes for the month of March, yep. the, the festival yep. does. And, and yeah, our first program opens next week on Wednesday and it's called A Bestiary of Unimaginable Animals. And this is by an artist called Nana Bilisabafi. And she is, I, I think she, if anybody knows her work, they will know her as one of the most sort of idiosyncratic and um, sort of strikingly precise and strange offbeat choreographic artists. She, she sort of started her work by creating pieces, sort of guerrilla pieces out in public, uh, uh, one-off performances in parks and supermarkets that would sort of suddenly disrupt the ongoings of the, the Coles staffers and that kind of thing. And then moving into theatre spaces, she uh, she creates these works that are, they kind of have this wildness and a chaoticness that, that, that sits on a knife-edge balance with an extremely kind of precise and controlled mundanity and so the experience of um uh, of watching her works is is kind of confounding and captivating at the same time and this work a bestiary of unimaginable animals it it, it kind of uh, it, it conjures the medieval bestiary which was this form of uh, a kind of uh, what do they cabinet of curiosities type of thing where yep. you have um, a sort of selection of real and imagined animals and I guess it's a sort of pre-colonial time yeah. where there was this sort of mythology of animals from near and far and I guess there's a sort of I watched a run the other day and I think there's a sort of howl in in the work that um, is an animal howl and I think a, a howl of um, uh, and especially thinking of the bushfires and the, um, oh, the, yeah. the absolute impact yeah. on on the wow. on the nat natural world that a lot of the climate disaster is having. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The other one of the yeah. Others? So the next one is um, Philip Adams has a new work called Triptych, which is just yesterday finished its um, premiere season at Phoenix Central Park in Sydney in association with World Pride. Right. And so this is the the kind of queerest work he's ever made. I would say oh, <laughs> if you can. On. Get there. How, how you could you possibly it. say that about him? <laughs> <laughs> it's this amazing piece. It's it's a triptych, and it's 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 in response to the paintings of Francis Bacon, the English artist from the yep. uh, the twentieth century, and uh, he he's sort of leaning into the 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 very distinctive um, the sort of eroticism and terror and sort of 
anguish and tenderness and very queer simplicity that uh, his paintings evoke. Anybody who knows the paintings will understand the power they have. And then the performance is, it's a sort of, we call it a Disney-esque porn-like parody of <laughs> Francis Bacon paintings. And so it's, um, as expected with Philip's work, it contains some very uh, provocative content, some high-impact content, um, but it's also, it's just a really sublime piece that um, somebody said it was sostenuto, which is the musical form of something that just goes on and on and on and on with this sustained mm. focus. And what yeah. about costumes? Because uh, Philip yes. often pushes yeah. the boundaries with his costumes. Yes, so uh, he's joined again with Tony Matuszewski, who's a costume designer, that um, a, a fashion designer that many many people will know. And Tony's made these extraordinary uh, kind of high camp, gold and glitter sort of statement pieces that are just exquisite. And then the set design is also by artist Paul Yore and oh, his partner mm, Devin Ackerman. Wow, and so yes, we've interviewed Paul yeah. on, on the show. Yeah. So that really and who's in Sydney right now with World Pride. Yes, yep. yeah. And so we, many people will have seen the exhibition at Acker recently. Yep, and yep, so yep. that um, sense of visual... Um, attention to mm. detail is such a strong part of yeah. the work as well. Yeah. So brilliant, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. And what's that one called? It's called Triptych. Triptych. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And the third one? Yeah. So the third one is a it's a one off uh, performance art queer art party that uh, our artistic associate Luke George, who uh, many people in the queer community will know for his uh, it's sort of like he has a background in dance, but he he works very much in rope and bondage and installation, and many people will. Uh, uh, be familiar with his. He did a big work for Rising Festival at NGV, the Still Lives, which yep, had the, the AFL footballers, yeah, which uh, was spectacular. Was yeah, 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 yeah. And so that sense of, um, yeah, I guess. Uh, so Luke has curated an evening of ten artists and DJs, and they'll be taking over Temperance Hall. And it's it's called Aliens of Extraordinary Ability. <laughs> and Luke's taken that name. He used to live in New York, and the the it's a strange name given to the artist visa that. Um, people were, if they could stay in New York, if they were an alien of extraordinary ability. And so he's using that term to uh, think about um, the sort of othering of queer artists and um, peoples and the the sort of specialness of, of reclaiming that. Right. And there's a really great lineup. We have um, Joel Bray, uh, Wiradjuri dance artist, who many people will know. Yeah, We've yeah. got Ros Crisp, who's a French dame who will be dancing. We've got Mags, an amazing whacking artist. We've got Govind Pillai, who works with Mohaniyati Indian dance, and Tony Yap uh, is a trance dancer. Wow, All this, of this is and Amazing. Uh, Stev Zar is the name of the DJ High Priestess. He'll right. be overseeing okay. it all. And that's one night only. That's right, yeah. So it will yeah. be the whole venue and going till pretty late. Right. So, and yeah. what, what night is that? Uh, March 25th. So right, Saturday, okay. March 25th. What a program. Yeah, yeah, Fantastic yeah, program. We've really packed it. Uh, like, congratulations on what comes out of that place. It's um, just so w- wild and wonderful. Um, a treat for anyone. If you haven't been there, uh, listeners, you've got to check it out. Because um, the you know like it's there's such a creative force um, temperance hall. So thank you for coming in today. Thanks so much. Uh, and um, and yeah, like it's all part of what festival? Yes, it's uh, Frame a Biennial of Dance. So that's framebiennial.com.au, and we're at temperancehall.com.au. Right. Brilliant.
Great. Thanks for joining us. We have been chatting with William McBride, who is the executive producer and has been chatting with us, as you just heard, about Frame, the Biennial of Dance at Temperance Hall. And we'll be right back with you shortly. Joy 94.9 is a GLB TIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.